like Obama. Yeah, yeah. They um, that's pr- that's probably I've eaten dog there. I'm not gonna lie. I would eat dog. No, I would try dog. I'm a culinary like like I like I'm not like for it. I just thought it was interesting because it didn't occur to me that like I don't know that that like. I don't know. It was a. I'm not for it either, frankly. But I've eaten it and it's good, so it's hard. Is to- it good? <laughs> I. I mean, I would try it if somebody was like, yeah. "Here's dog." I would be like, "Okay, like you only live once, man." It's yeah. It's it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. I, I went to like I, I was when I was in Indonesia. They took me to. It was a monotony. Sorry, sorry about this conversation, Rob. <laughs> no, it's fine. I would eat um impossible dog. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, I got a court. I'm you know I'm done being. Uh, socialist, I'm gonna make my own money. I'm throwing <laughs> the market on Impossible Dog. Yeah, there was an ethical discussion I think I broached on that I, that I, Ty and I used to debate about, which is that like if they made like lab grown or like ethical human meat, would you eat it? Why not? I, yeah. I don't know that I don't th- I, even like I wouldn't be against other people eating it, but I don't know if I could well, do it. Hang on, I thought the idea of I. I thought the like the the primary reason because you know from a materialist standpoint like the ethics kind of have to like usually come from some real reason. I thought like eating human meat actually made you I, like cannibalism can make you yes sick. right like it makes you like like they the the especially you eat human brain you're fucked. Do you guys ever see that documentary about the Japanese guy? I think that ate his roommate in like Denmark or something. Yeah, he was a student abroad in France, and he just ate this girl that he liked, and then his parents were rich, so he got extradited back to Japan where, like, nothing happened. Well, something happened. I mean, he started, like, making porn and stuff. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and he does interviews just like, he just, like, gives interviews. Like, I ate a person once. Does eating human meat give you, like, a really big dick all of a sudden? No, it's just, like, the taboo of it. Like, this guy ate a person. Let's watch him fuck. I remember... We have that, pretty much. Like, yeah. you know, with celebrity sex tapes and stuff. And they probably kill people, I'm sure. I mean, if Alex Jones is to be believed. I mean, the I think the the moment I first realized that, like, anything could be commodified was when I learned that the guy who, like, got his dick cut off was and got it sewn back on was making porn. Oh, um, Babbitt? What is yes. That? The husband, yeah. though. <laughs> I think her, her name is Lauren Babbitt. Oh, actually, I guess she probably had his last name, didn't she? Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, about I don't that. know. I, I that's the only name I know from that whole thing. Yeah, I've been to that rapper that cut his dick off and like posted about it on Twitter or something. The what? Dick off? Like, I don't know, like five, ten years ago, there was some rapper that just like randomly cut his dick off on purpose. Yeah, there's really? a whole section. Really of, there's a whole section of uh, apocalypse culture about like cutting your dick off. I read that. That's what I was talking about. Or I'm about to change the lights. <laughs> right. Wait, what? I think Ornette Col- like in that in Apocalypse Culture, they talk about Ornette Coleman wanting to cut his dick off. Oh, they did. Yeah, we well, didn't want to cut his dick off. He wanted to get castrated. It's in um, what's her name's uh, documentary? Shirley Clark's that. documentary about him. Have you heard that song "Detachable Penis" by King Missile? Of course. Yes. You mean Primus, yeah. according to Napster? Era. Oh, era classic. Yeah. Of course, you guys have. Like, I'm like, oh, I've listened to this song. I discovered this song last month for the first time. I mean, I've, I've never heard any other King Missile. I literally just I, know that song I've from Napster. Heard it on, like, I heard it on the radio. Uh, oh, my God. My weird. phone just started playing it on Spotify automatically since I updated to the new iOS 15. Oh, weird. 
I hate it. I hate it. That's the thing that happens. I don't know. Maybe I was like touching the button. <laughs> um, when do you guys want me to start? <laughs> oh, is it your turn? You have to do it tonight. You are reading it. Yeah, I'm gonna read it. I guess. Brandon, I'm gonna zone out and and just look at social media and like a fucking like mindless zombie that I am the whole time. We don't have a guest. Take a free day. Should we get a guess for when Brandon does it? I already it? told. I was telling Ty and Daniel. I was like, I don't even have to do anything. I'm gonna have them bring me a beer. <laughs> I have a warm diet Mountain Dew with some tequila in it right now. Living it up, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, real quick, uh, saw Negative Land. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Fucking great. Yeah. Really, really fucking good. Holy shit. That's awesome. Uh, I've seen. Oh, did yeah. you guys hear about that strike with all the streaming networks? Oh, that's what it's about? All the crew members? Yeah, it's funny. They were paying them so much less than, like, network television. So much less. And, like, it will have an immediate impact, like, for filming shows. Yeah, and then I'm sure... And their reasoning, like, Netflix, Amazon, and um, Apple, their reasoning was, like, well, we don't know if these shows will be successful. This is new technology. We have to pay less. It's been, like, ten years. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, they're, yeah, they, they won all of the yeah, Emmys. Like, now. What are they waiting for? Like, yeah, hang on, I'm come back a strike. I'm pretty sure a strike was what they were waiting for. Yeah, they they win every Emmy now, like, and they win Oscars. Like, there's no there's no gamble anymore. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to you don't get to say it. Like, ridiculous. I mean, never mind that, like, pilot season has already existed forever. Like, all these shows get made that never get seen. Um, oh, but Negative Land. Wait, did we say everything about that? Um, I mean... Yeah. Okay. I mean, we can't... Like, we, there can be more said at a later time. Yeah, I mean, sure. all I have is, like, I saw... I've never... Yeah, I've never heard of it. <laughs> they were, cool. They're like <laughs> nice. famous for a couple of things. One is um, being sued by U2 because they released an <laughs> album called U2's New Album uh, where they sampled them on it. <laughs> oh, um, God. Yeah. And had Casey Kasem talking shit about U2 on it. <laughs> oh, they did? <laughs> I, I never actually listened to that album. I mostly just listened to Over the Edge. Um, but... uh. And then, uh, what was the other? Oh, the other thing I I totally forgot about until the song about it came on the radio last night, where it includes news clips about it, where uh, that kid played their song "Christianity Is Stupid." Uh, is that what it's called, actually? Something like that. Yeah. All I know is and- the lyrics are "Christianity is stupid, communism is good." Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he, he murdered his family, right? Yeah. Yeah. That but- was uh, that was that was actually a rumor started by negative land oh it was yeah yeah like there's there's actually no mention it, it actually happened the, Wait, what? The, the multiple homicide actually occurred oh and uh, and it was reported that the kid had been arguing with his dad about music at the time but there's no real mention of what they were re- they were li- he was listening to yeah so negative land kind of made a press release that it was theirs it was I, their music i was wondering yeah. why they f- a made a song about it because that seems e- like pretty bleak even for them. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. uh, to that, um, they uh, they apparently said they just wanted the whole thing cleared up so they could go back on tour because I couldn't imagine them caring that much. 
Yeah, that's that's exactly. Yeah, it was it was a it was a PR stunt. Um, that's great. Um, I I seen Wobbly. I saw Wobbly open for uh, Thurston Moore. Oh, nice. Yeah, Thurston Moore was doing this like hour long piece with uh, <laughs> the bass player from My Bloody Valentine and a couple other people. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, it was a tribute to like Alice Coltrane <laughs> and somebody else, I think. It was a tribute to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Alice Coltrane. Well, House Culture. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, and then uh, I also saw Richard Lyon. That's his name, right? The only living guy left from the original lineup. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't remember a lot of their names. Yeah. Uh, well, most of them are Dave dead. Dave Will was there. I saw Dave Will. Like, well, v- via phone. Oh, oh, right. I forgot yeah, that uh, the Weatherman's still alive, too. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I saw him, but it was like this weird show produced by just some guy who was an open mic comedian, and he hosted the entire evening and had three other comedians perform, and in between each set, he would play a Negative Lamb music video, and then at the end, it was just like a 40-minute set by Richard Lyons or whatever his name is, Solo, uh, with like a bunch of pedals and shit. It was really strange. <laughs> um, That's pretty, yeah, the projectionist that they had or whatever was really cool, too. Nice. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll get going, I guess. You have, to get, you have to get over it or it never ends. And like at first you'll be like, I want to fucking die. But then you'll be like, oh, I can do this. Like, so just like power through it. Well, I mean, I already, I stopped taking my meds for like three days. Well, my one med. It's, just, it's a low dose. I stopped taking for three days because I was running out and I didn't know I could get more. So I was like, I'm just going to see if I can wean myself off. So I've already wanted to die for the last three days. But um, okay. <laughs> Good. So yeah. push you all the way over. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's That's go. Good. Okay. Uh, so this is I. We haven't talked about a name. I guess. I guess we're call. We'll call it. I was just thinking. Podcasting. We're podcasting a room. God, my putting line is so long. Even. Sure. Why not? Okay. One line. <laughs> I can't guarantee I'll be in a room for the whole year, but yeah, I don't know how to do Brandon. Uh, wait. What do you mean? Well, after we have to, we have to recite. Like we have to redo this every. Oh, okay. But I still, I thought you meant you weren't sure you were going to be in a room, like you were going to lose your space or something. Oh, you mean this space? Well, I'm losing this space. I'm out of the space soon. Okay. I'm sorry. Go off with your intro. Well, that's it. I'm Robin. I'm here with Brandon and Jennifer C. Martin. And uh, I don't know. Uh, how uh, how would you guys? How do you guys think you would prefer to die and when? Well, when you told me to think about death, I had terrible nightmares, um, and I never have, like, I barely even dream, much less have nightmares. Oh, man, I'm jealous, and I had nightmares that my sister and my youngest son were diagnosed with cancer. I woke up, like, crying and shit. Thanks, Rob. This is, that's honestly because of me. You had no, I don't know why I, um, but if I wanted to die, it's very cliche, but I'd like to die, I'd like to die when I was, like, old and just fall asleep and, like, I don't care about it, you know? Um, that I guess I can say that I'm a pussy, but so like I'm a pussy when it comes to death. It's the number one thing stopping me, you know, because like I have dealt with a lot of suicidal ideation and like depression and stuff. But just being a total bitch about death is probably the number one reason. Like I haven't gone through with anything. Same. You don't believe in like a you know you're heavily Christian. You don't believe in are you not? Is it is does the afterlife scare you? I mean like I was raised Pentecostal. So there's always that like point zero 
0.001% like fear in your mind, like what if hell is like real, then I'm definitely going up to it. Like, like, um, like I never like lose this inherent like childhood fear. It's almost like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like to say, I don't like to say that. I've had a traumatic childhood because my childhood wasn't that traumatic compared to others. Like, nothing super bad that you can think of has ever happened to me. But, like, belief in hell in and of itself is sort of like a traumatic experience for a child, right? It's like, oh, like, you have, be, have behaved this way or you will literally burn alive for longer than your life for all time. And you don't even have, like, a that's crazy fucking thing to say to a kid. Yeah, I mean, before you even have, yeah, that's fucked up. A concept of, like, yeah, so, yeah, I was a little, that's, that's a little bit scary. It's, uh, uh, you worry about it, I don't know. I'm iffy on the afterlife. I think, you know, I tend more towards, like, the Jewish tradition of, like, here and now, like, the point of Christianity. If there's, if there's an afterlife, we'll see. Hopefully I'll at least get purgatory right. That's not even in Protestantism. So. I don't even understand purgatory. Like, is that supposed to, or are you supposed to? Is there, like, an emotional state in purgatory, or is it just supposed to be boring because it's the same? Well, for a while, purgatory and limbo were different in the Catholic Church, where, like, limbo is like you're going to be here forever because you weren't baptized or whatever. So, like, you know, African babies go to limbo if they get, if they are not getting baptized, like, if they die young before whatever, and then eventually the Catholic Church is like, no, there's no limbo there's an only purgatory which i guess is like if you need to redeem yourself from some sin because you didn't get to talk to a priest before you die and absolve yourself of sin so you have to like came through in the bible like i don't know that's not gonna work fuck uh like i'm not really sure about how a lot of catholic traditions came about because i'm not catholic but yeah it's sort of just like oh well this person was really bad when they but they were also you know a good catholic or christian person so you can come to heaven after all Ugh. I don't even know your religious background, uh, Brandon, and I've known you, what's up? I don't even know your religious background, and I think I've known you longer. I don't know that we've ever talked about it, honestly, really. I, I mean, my I was raised a uh, Christian, just non-denominational, you know, uh, assimilationist Christian. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I was I was taught about hell very early on, and it freaked me the fuck out. Freaked me the fuck out for years, for years, because like at a certain point, it'd be like like a lot of Bible stories, kind of, especially the ones where the kids start to. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to not believe it so much. You know, the idea of getting swallowed up by a whale for a while and then being regurgitated back up. You know, I mean, like, I understand now that they're, they're really just, you know, they're really just, like, parables, but I wasn't taught that. No, I wasn't either. Yeah, like, this really happened. Like, you know, you gotta believe, like, if you don't believe this shit, like, you're done. Like, you're, you're spooking forever. Yeah, yeah, my grandfather was literally like a professor at a Christian college of like science and the Bible and he believed not even professor, not even all, I would say most Christian professors don't believe all of this now, but he did. He believed that all, like, all the Genesis and all the Old Testament was all literal and he would even have like these roundabout crazy ways of being like, and this is 
because uh, we know the flood happened and then like all the other shit. It's pretty, it's really wild that the circles that people can spin themselves into into believing it. I think it's a much nicer to hear it and be like, this is, you know, a parable and a story to learn from. Yeah, the, there is a huge cognitive disconnect if you're really trying to take it literally. Like my mom would tell me things uh, like, you know, she would tell me things that like the creation of human stuff. And so like, that's like why this to this day women have like one less ribbon than men and like I mean I took, is that true? I took her word for it. No, no. Do you women have one less rib? No. It's not even, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true that never like No, women don't have an odd number of ribs. Well, actually, do I have an odd number of ribs? Um... Well, I, 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 it never occurred to me either, and then I should check it out, and it was a complete lie. Uh, but the thing is, when my mom, uh, uh, complete lie. the thing is, my mom, that was like, I think she was trying to get into nursing school, um, so she was like working at like I think she may have been in nursing school already, but she, I know she was working at uh, like a diagnosis and a and stuff, and she was still telling me this shit. I know, I still don't understand it now. I just don't understand, like, how people can be, like, a literalist when the first two pages of the Bible contradict each other about the creation. About, like, yeah, about, like, when men and women were created now, and just, I don't know, it's weird. And it's because Christians don't, like, learn anything from, like, like technically, what is it? Is Christianity supposed to be delivered from Judaism, derived from Judaism, but they yet. They don't have, know, like, how, like, Jews read the Bible or the scripture. They're like, so you just, like, oh, well, I guess this is all real. Like, that's just what this is on face value. Without even having studied it, like, I don't think Jewish people believe it's all literal. So, like, well, I've never been a flat earth Jewish person, so. Yeah, no, it's not like that. It's just like, like, they understand that it's just parables for or lessons or whatever. And they still, you know, they still have conservative Jews, but conservative Jews still tend to just follow, like, the rules more than that believe the stories as literal. I think they, I think they, like, respect seeing the scholarly approach to religious texts, too. Like, I think that a lot of the Christian population who are, like, biblical literature, literalists, I don't think they really enjoy seeing the Bible in, like, a, in a historical context at all. I think they just want it to be divorced from, you know, time and space and just being, like, the word of God. Yeah, not to mention, like, yeah, literal hundreds of translations over thousands of years, which they get sort of upset if you... Uh, uh, like, you know, this isn't God wasn't... Uh, if you bring that up, you know, it was God who was talking to, you know, was being transcribed. Like, it wasn't in English, and they sometimes they get offended by that. But you know, it wasn't there a Bill Hicks joke, too, about, like, what's the sound of the front of the Bible? His Bible, that's his Bible. Yeah. I like that Bible, though, of all the translations. I like that one. It's very uh, poetic. I've never actually been able to re get through it because I'm too dumb. Like, I can't read Shakespeare. I had to read the Balderized versions in high school, and I don't know. My brain just doesn't function that way. I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. I studied Shakespeare in college, you know, I'm like, uh, as part of my major, and I honestly, I don't, I don't get the whole thing of, like, Shakespeare, like, Shakespeare to be agony, like, it, like, it's, people see, I think of it as this kind of, like, highfalutin type of thing, that's a type of benchmark that's, 
if you can't understand what the fuck he's saying, then you're dumb. But again, it's like they were talking like that. What is it? The 17th century? Yeah, maybe. I don't fucking remember anymore. But like, I think it was 6th. Yeah, 16th. And they like, I don't know. It's easier if they say it out loud since it was supposed to be performed, right? I found it easier when I had to study it. But whatever, people, that's just like language change. If those people came into our fucking universe and looked online and saw the shit that we say, they would have no idea what we were saying either. Yeah, I mean, every day going on Twitter, it takes like 15 minutes to figure out what people are saying, like what the words they're saying mean anymore. Yeah, because there's just new references every fucking day. New references. You look, new levels of irony. Sorry. You know, like, that website exists, like, Rap Genius, so, yeah, that has, like, translations to stuff that's coming out, like, today, yeah, like, you know, and, uh, Shakespeare, like, like, so much of his stuff, like, double meanings and double entendres, and I doubt that a lot of people, like, you know, the peasant classes were standing in the Globe Theater with, like, kings or whatever, like, they might not even, they might not have, they might not even, they might not get every reference, the kid, like, the nobles, they not may not have got all the references either they're just there for the slapstick yeah that's true actually that was the entire point wasn't it it was something he was communicating to two different audiences on two different levels and that was like part of the genius of him yeah uh i mean yeah thinking about rap genius too like thinking about just how christians Steve's Leonard Cohen's Halloween is a religious song constantly, a song about being sad and fucking. Yeah, I mean, John Kayla, the story, I don't know if you guys have heard the story behind the, the current iteration of Hallelujah, but apparently Leonard Cohen wrote like 150 verses to it and would just, oh my God, Jesus. Yeah, and he would just perform random verses live. And one time John Kayla heard performance and he was like, hey, I'm going to do a cover of that. Can you send me the lyrics? And then he sent him like 50 pages of lyrics and he said, just, he quote just took out the naughty bits and um then made them the song <clears throat> but that was a gratuitous amount of lyrics yeah i mean i respect it i can't write any so i wanted to see a very a version of him doing it just in one take that yeah it would be nice i mean leonard cohen's dead now so i don't know of any records of the other verses unless there's like recordings of um, but yeah. So, what was the question? How do I want to die? I don't remember. Uh, yes. Uh, oh yeah. How do you want to die? Oh man, I don't even know anymore. Um, I used to be like for a long time. Like my my thing was like like there's no way I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to like sit in the hospital bed or just like get a little older or whatever. Just the idea of having that seems like uh, it was it was horrifying to me, you know, to like to like well. Just like uh, to like just slowly lose a certain amount of control or agency, and that's what I thought I would fuck. Thought it was, you know. Yeah. So like I always like I always just am like oh. When the opportune time comes, I'm gonna like I'm just gonna you know kill just gonna kill myself like. You know, um, and you know I had like suicidal ideation. Yeah. 
and there was like depressive episodes like that too even divorced from that and there was like there was this conscious like thought of like that i'm good if i'm gonna go then i'd like to do it you know um but now i don't know i don't have a preference i'm like i i think if anything i would just be i think the romanticism from like being like a sad 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 kid for so long i'm like the last remnant of it it's like me wanting to i'll be like if i'm going to die i'd like to be like aware of it i think fuck um oh i don't in what way i don't yeah well i want to be i want to know the like do you want to have like a gun point on your face like is that what you're talking about no no because that's that's that means somebody else to do it i don't really want that either but i do like what about an animal but like i don't I want to know, like, what it feels like to be like, oh, this is my final moment, this is it. Oh my god, I don't, I don't want to know, I don't, I don't want to know anything, but just, you don't get too many of those, you don't get many opportunities to feel that, so, Jennifer Shutters, oh, whatever, fuck it. Um, one thing I'm really conscious and curious about, actually, is, like, to lose, like, having dementia, to, like, I want to know what that feels like, but then also be able to live my life and reference it, like, yeah, my grandfather's awesome, it's like, yeah, like, for a long, long time, and, like, mine too. And then, like, he finally died, and, like, I don't know, his last, like, I remember, like, he, we didn't go and say bye to him, and, like, we hadn't really known who, he, who I was for a year, and the room was just open, like, you know, there's this someone has Alzheimer's eventually you're like god I wish they would die not because of how not because you don't want them to die but because it just seems like such a miserable life you know yeah even just living at home so I just waved at him and he waved at me and then I don't know <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 just seeing my grandmother in a home recently, I mean, like, when she was in the hospital, like, a year or two ago, maybe two or three years ago now, um, when I visited her at one point, she was just, I was just trying not to talk to her, and I guess the way I lead conversations, she just ends up saying, like, yeah, I'm, like, done, I don't, I wish they would stop reviving me, like, Jesus, yeah, I'm just bored, like, basically, but... Oh, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing of having dementia is so interesting to me because of how long they can just be, like, clueless or they can be really cheery like my grandfather was. Like, he would always just repeat, uh, where's my martini? How's my... How about a Manhattan? Um, did Brandon just leave? <laughs> All right. Um... Just other weird catchphrases or, like, other people that, like, get really angry and, like, scared to some extent. I don't know. There's something weird and morbid because, like, I was living with my grandfather when he when he was, like, a mild to more, maybe more, like, moderate Alzheimer's. Um, like, I just lived with him for a month or two. We sold our house in Tennessee and we were about to move to Virginia. And so this would have been 2015 and he was starting to lose some stuff some of his like more like day-to-day -day stuff but he had the sudden resurgence of my childhood memories 
And like adolescent memories, and he started talking about like his little girlfriend he'd had. He started singing songs that we'd never heard him sing before. It was really, really interesting. That was one thing I really wish we could get to. Is like I remember hearing or reading something when I was little about how you can just experience somebody else's consciousness. Jesus, that sounds awful. I don't want that. I'm really curious, like, that's just all I wonder all the time, it's just, like, what it's like, because I just wonder, like, how much of our thoughts, of our memories define our consciousness, like, how much of consciousness is just memory, and then just without that, what consciousness is like, but I guess if, if you come out of it, like... What would you remember? I don't know. I would take a pill of your consciousness. Mine? Yeah. How do you, like, you customize the pills? You get to pick? Like, use the consciousness. Or is it just, like, a grab bag at random? I don't want that. I don't know. This is, like, around the same time I remember hearing about this from the same time I heard about HTTV for the first time. Years before it came out, which is was like, oh, yeah, in the future we're going to have TVs that are, that are really high definition. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, those are those are comparable technologies. Yeah, you get to see the Simpsons a little more clearly, and you get to fucking ghost in a shell somebody. You never wonder that, just like what it's like to be in somebody else's head, kind of. I want to know what's inside them. Oh my yeah. god, that sounds like. Oh my god. Uh, my head is stressful, you guys. I have like multiple, multiple streams of thoughts at once, and like none of them are the way are like smarter intellectual. It's always like three, seven different things to be anxious about at once. And then like, whatever. Uh, the task, I'm whatever. Uh, fuck. Whatever I'm doing at the moment, that's what it is. Oh. Uh, and then just like this general, I don't know, and then like horrible, like layer of just like existential things, maybe, and then like maybe. If I'm horny or hungry or something more primal than that, too, how do you just, like... I also don't want to wish my conscience on anybody, either, but... Uh, that doesn't sound like a good time. I don't know why you would, like, I never... I don't envy somebody else in consciousness necessarily when I say I wonder a lot of... The time is just like, wow, how, how, how are they able to function? Like, they're so stupid. Like, they're so stupid. Like, how are they able to think that way? It makes no sense to me. I always assume chill people have, like, really fun circumstances, you know, or maybe, like, I'm like, maybe they're rich or privileged in another way, and so that's why they're not worried about stuff all the time. Maybe, but like, but that's not true. I know it's not. Yeah, I mean, but also, isn't like, isn't art in general and like writing and stuff, isn't just communication a way of giving people a glimpse into your consciousness, even though? 
I think that's what it is. Like, I think the that's what I, that's what I consider to be the most like potent thing about art is like it's it's is this communicate aspect. Like, you know, like you get to you get to kind of see how uh, how somebody distills their own environment, their surroundings. I was at uh, actually when I was still before I ever actually moved to Indiana. All right. Which I don't even know I want to get out, but but before I even moved there, I uh, like my big last like hurrah was to go to LACMA and take a bunch of acid and go to LACMA. And, like, and the whole time I, I saw these like these paintings as like um these little like windows of somebody else's person, like consciousness or perspective, like you know what. <laughs> What, what they, you know, like what they chose to emphasize and how they saw things, you, you know, everything is I don't kind of similar in the different landscapes and stuff. I, I don't have to do anything this time. But <laughs> like some people accentuate like uh, the shadows mean more to them or the highlights mean oh, okay. more to them. Well, that I'm actually reminds me, it. I've never done the acid or shrooms or any hallucinogenics, right. but I've read about them a lot because that culture you? has a lot of facets that interest me. And, no, like, no, no, no. Sort of I said you could and come in and tell me the thing, Charles but you Manson. can't stay. And stuff we're attempting to do with acid a lot of times is just like to have a collective conscious that everybody Bye. sort of experiences the same brain. So I got into acid because of the butthole surfers, the, the, the idea of, yeah, the collective consciousness and like trying to uncover things that are only accessible to you, like under certain, like the hippie to be blood, the spooky kind of escaped my radar. I don't. I don't really know. I'm not sure what that is. I think there are a lot of people who think that. Oftentimes, I don't enjoy getting high with those people. But um, but yeah, there might be some truth to it because I think uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Mark Fish with Mark Fisher, the Marxist theorist. Uh, I'm not sure. He wrote Capitalist Realism. Okay. But before he killed himself, I think the last work that he was working on was, like, you know, potentially utilizing, like, psychedelics, you know, having that as a potent, uh, potential avenue of sort of um, expand your own imagination. Your imagination. <laughs> because his notion that he came out in capitalist realism was that, like, a society, a post-capitalist society is incredibly difficult for people to imagine right now. It's so entrenched in the way that we think and everything that's around us is very difficult to us to really imagine a society that is, like, like a first revolutionary, revolutionary society would exist in non-transactional society. God, yeah, like, one that not based on, not entirely based on, like, commodity production or, like, has a profit incentive, you know? I mean, just, like, just basic day-to-day things. And I think about it, too, like, you know, what is, like, so much of, like, the music that I listen to, like, you know, they have, like, it's inescapable for, like, the environment that it comes from, right? It's, it's inescapable, too, uh, in effect, like, from the environmental system that's, like, an employer, so... It's like a weird thing to just like think about. Because like I think about like um, you know music and uh, you know like pre-colonial societies, like you know pre-colonial like like um, periods, like a lot of indigenous music, a lot of that is very communal. It's a lot of it is very like religious or spiritual. Um, it's meant for the collective. It's mostly. Are you talking about the mostly like rhythm based sort of stuff too? Yeah, like more improvised and yeah, like Indonesian gamelan. 
you know, uh, a lot of like, I don't, I don't know, but um, like, I don't think they had like individual pop parties. You know, right? I got this in one of those. Their society was an animal, and point where you had individuals like making like, you know, the glow part two in their bedrooms or something. Yeah. You know, you have that now uh, because that's how you know we are more individually minded than we are collectively minded. Yeah, so what about, like, instruments? So, were they, did they have to, like, function, find their voice in a specific instrument or anything? The way we tend to think about it, like, somebody's specific guitar tone and everything? I don't know. I mean, I don't really know the, the like, history of it or, like, the inner workings of, like, like, the two dynamics were reached. I'm not entirely sure. I, like, I mean, we're not talking about, like, separate cultures, right? Like, over, like, over, like, you know, millennia, but I don't know. I'm sure they like different relationships like instruments that they play. If they own them or if they were multifaceted, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to segue out of that. Well, yeah, I always think about, you know, how it's like how people are communicators first to family, but I was a writer. I'm always worried about people interpreting the things that I say, right? Um, what was it in, like, in The Waking Life and how much of, like, I am a wavelength or implicitly cultured somebody or somebody who really can help how they take what you say. You never know if they take it the way... <laughs> Is this killing you, Rob? Uh, it's like words are just like symbols for intent, and you're trying to express, and it really has something sometimes to express an idea and emotion with somebody, no matter how similar it is. No matter how well you communicate it. Can I ask what kind of stuff do you write? Like what genre? Bullshit mostly. Like I just made myself sound really cool. I'm mostly writing quizzes and such. But uh, I also have I have a blog on the Dirtbag Christian and then like newsy media pieces, but they don't do as much. <sighs> freelance work anymore like i have a full part of a full-time job so i like i have a pretty full plate anyway but yeah i can write lots of different things and so i but because i write so many different types of things i'm always i'm thinking like i'm writing for this kind of audience i'm writing this kind of subject I want this kind of person, so I'm always switching gears, like, you know, the baby boomers who I write quiz and slideshows for don't want to hear religion, politics, and all versus, like, my blog, you know. That's all it is, and then fiction, you know, he want to do it, but not so heavy-handed, and I don't know who's going in to read that, but... You just, you're just, you just always adapting yourself, really, or maybe that's just me. I'm adapting myself to write or communicate with a different type of person, so I try to be very, like, in tune with how I connect with, with, um, the type of person I think would want to hear or whatever I have to say. So, would you say the audience has a fundamental role in, like, in how, I guess, the finished product of your work? Absolutely, I would say. Maybe it's, like, I mean, to a point, you know, there's some selfishness things. Like, I write about things, especially in my, my personal blog and my personal life. 
I write about things that are important to me, but like I guess I've just been a commercial writer for long enough that I know that one like people have to read it. But even if it's not about like I don't care, it means that you still wanted to connect with somebody. So I definitely, I definitely constantly consider my audience and what people think and what they feel when they read something that I write. And so I try, I adapt it a little bit to them. And I, I think it changes how I communicate as well. Thinking of the audience definitely has definitely changed my writing style. Do you worry about how we'll connect with them? Like if there's a wrong way for them to connect with it? I mean, like yeah, I run into shit all the time, and you know, I try to take it. I try to take it personally. Like for instance, you know, it's like little things, like copy paste something like turn on my balls or just the Latinx. Not even. Saying it, and somebody was like, Oh, that's a really condescending term. People really need to stop using it. Uh, and like, I haven't, I hadn't heard that before, but I thought, you know, like, whatever I was trying to communicate, this person totally dismissed because I used the one word, and you know, you have to think about stuff like that. But I don't think about, you know, how people get so touchy about political correctness for me, for me I find it more interesting like I'm not trying to to make people write off something I, that I think can say because it use a word that's offensive like it defeats the purpose of writing in the first place so, like, I like it's somewhat not offensive it's to the right people the right audience plus bless you bless you thank you, thank you. Uh, right, like, obviously the stuff that I write is offensive to some people, I don't care about those people, so it's better. Yeah, it's funny, I guess that's all the level of purpose. Try not to piss off the right people, and then the wrong people. Yeah, I don't care, like, yeah. Yeah, well, we've been talking for half an hour. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Or, I, have no, I have no idea. I don't know what I can say that, like, I'm comfortable being before and having to, like, recite again. I mean, everything's preserved down almost I can. I almost never talk to people. Yeah. Well, that, but also, like, talking on the phone, talking over text, talking over email. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, just everything is like. Do you think that stories will sit through, like, Twitter and emails and shit in the future? There's so much content. What would they do? I mean, I think there'll be, like, metadata they can uh, sort what they're looking for because, I mean, yeah, like, it's going. I mean, I, I think a lot of history is, like, based on individual names. Just see what this guy who owns slaves. Just some random guy, but they found this journal, and it's illuminating just to get this one guy's perspective that he wasn't thinking anybody was going to see. I think, um, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's weird to think about what the expectation future with more and more people and more and more stuff being archived will be deemed important, yeah. But I think, yeah, there will be themes ultimately that are sought, that are dissected, and then whatever is available to individual people. I mean, we already do blogs, like people searching through old blogs for things. I mean, we would use the body parts for this stuff.
occasionally make references to like memes or things that I know I've never experienced before, but because it's an American name, like their cars, I don't let them have too much media access, but they can watch like gamer, like PG gamer things, and they'll see the gamer guy references, and they'll start referencing it. Like, what did they reference the other day? Something from Homestar Runner, and I'm like, you have never watched Homestar Runner. You're almost done. Mm, but it's not even just that, because, like, a meme can just be a post somebody made. It could just be something, yeah, it could just be the face you made in public that somebody happened to capture it on camera. There's an episode of Seinfeld, actually. Um... Uh, like, um, yeah, I mean, I think what we're seeing basically is the future of history, basically. I mean, it's fascinating. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like the logical conclusions, like the whole pop art thing, you know, or like postmodern. Like, the idea of his on or not is like, is abolishing the distinction between like high round and low route, where everything just becomes like kind of like homogenized. It's this weird sort of mishmash culture. Yeah, like, negatively. I think I kind of like it. Yeah, I, I think. I think it's fascinating. I don't know where else it can go into, like, uh, you know, political, like, you know, just like the political state and how, like, this this type, you know, like this kind of postmodern kind of, like, culture is like, like, capitalist culture, you know, it's like, yeah, it's the disruption and rejection of all things safe and, and unlike and just turn into commodities, just like, you know, you can't, like, like, you know, um, I mean, you can buy pretty much anything now. Like, there's no, like, you can buy, like, you can buy, like, uh, you can buy, like, joke crucifixes and shit. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, like, there's nothing. You can buy Baby Jesus Dill, uh, Baby Jesus Butt Plug, too, actually. Um, there's nothing, like, there's nothing, like, sanctified or anything anymore. You can see anybody naked now, like, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and anybody you can think of. You don't even have to be naked, like... Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, like, the next thing that comes is basically just a great consolidation, like, you can't unring a bell, like, all these forms of communication, all these forms, all these disparate micro-content things, like, I mean, I always think it's interesting, like, how TikTok and stuff, like, design, like, and you have, like, these moments that before would just be in a movie, like, a lot of memes are basically just, like, a TikTok or Vine takes from the movie or TV show. And I think we're going to keep seeing, and then eventually just is going to be so much that we're going to see like a great consolidation of media, all the things still existing, but there's going to be more focus on long form and larger form at some point. That sounds crazy exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you talk about like a feature length, like a full length, like a feature film of a TikTok. I mean, it's already sort of exists. You go on YouTube, my roommate's kid, he showed me, he put on a video of memes the other day, like, it was just this guy, so he just has, like, um, I guess he just picks up, says, off stuff, he coded something to pick off stuff on the, off of Reddit, uh, Imgur, whatever, and then which is why, which is, makes me think it's all automated, that it's just, going to, we're going to be so much more focused on curating, on curation again. Um, well, I feel like, 
I feel like that's symptomatic of like society becoming more and more depressed. Just like from my from my perspective, I feel like this incessant need to have noise, you know, or like just just total stimulation, like you know, like sensory stimulation. Comes from the that, like, you know, being alive right now is kind of Yeah, I mean, we're sitting here talking about what kind of things are like, in the future, but all my life is like the real cynical ones are like there's not gonna be that. I think that's like, uh, well, I don't think there's going to be an America. Well, I don't want there to be an America, but that's neither. <clears throat> yeah, neither do I, but that's not that simple. I feel very uh, fucking pop ups. Um, but that's not that simple. I feel very, I don't feel very hopeful about that. That's probably not positive, but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess what this comes down to is we sort of reach the cultural singularity, singularity where just everything is always happening and everything is fleeting. We're all like, did you ever hear the story of, like, Rocky Harrison? Like, the only way you could get to sleep by having, like, nine TVs on at the same time on different channels? Oh, really? Oh, my fucking God. What is schizophrenic, right? Yeah, yeah, and he was, wow. At that point, that was, that was strange. <laughs> It's <laughs> not normal behavior. I think we've all kind of we're becoming Rocky Erickson. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's been a thing forever long now. Like we watch like. I mean, so many shows are based around the fact that you're not going to be watching. You're going to be reading, looking at your phone, and watching videos on your phone while you're watching TV, probably. Yeah, and the person next to you is watching other videos. Like ten hour videos on YouTube where they were like whole swaths of YouTube and like goes back to the day. You're you to fall asleep to this, like this ten hour yeah. Like ten hour thing. Like that's the whole purpose. They don't even they don't expect you to watch the whole video. It's not an artistic statement. It's just it's just there. And it's just drone for you. It's just background. Yeah, for you. I bet Ray Bradbury's glad he's dead for all this. Andy Warhol, yeah. Maybe Andy Warhol will be excited. I don't know. But yeah, it's... That's interesting, yeah. I don't know. I, I also think I never really thought about it, actually, about how production values and how they keep getting worse and better at the same time. Do you remember that video of all the people that lived in the TikTok house? It was like, I think it was like November, maybe October, November. I don't even remember when it was, like last year of the eternal now. Yeah, so like there was this video of like all these extremely attractive people showing how they do every day. Uh, they're like, this is the filming room and this is the workout room. And it was just, it was just like in like some LA house and... Like, all these people must have been, like, 25 or under. They were all extremely attractive, and they were all TikTok influencer types, and they all lived in, like, the same house. And they were all filming in all rooms all the time, right? Yes, yes. It wasn't, like, <coughs> this is the exercise room where you get a break from this. Yeah, she ended, I think she ended up having sex with her friend's boyfriend or something. Oh, really? 
And it was on camera. Damn. So, yeah, fuck. I was going to say, why would she do that, I guess? But I mean, like, this before anyone really thought about it. Maybe, I was, maybe it was a radical statement. Like, I'm going to do this knowing the consequences, knowing the consequences of what happened. Yeah, it's crazy. But, like, banality used to be, like, such a radical statement. Of, like, art. In her, you know, like, um, yeah, I forgot who that artist was. She was like an ex artist, but like, um, her music, her, her museum installation piece was like, uh, like a messy bed, like a location of a messy bed. And it was like, it made all the content is now, that's all the content is now, but like, it's just, it's just real life. profile. She just had a link to a live feed she had done like back when we could do that with Google Maps. And it was just like six hours and I would just skip through it and it was just like, yeah, there she is sleeping. That's fucking wild. Yeah, yeah, well I guess that's it. That's about forty mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I uh uh, I live a pretty online life, so I get it. Yeah, we're all chauvinists and voyeurs in our own way. Yeah, this whole thing is part of it. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, to cut down on torture in the future, I think I'll cut this off now. Yeah, sounds good. All right, okay, so long. All right, later. Yeah. Hey. Is he dead? Did he pass out? Where'd Did he, he leave? Just mic dropped the fuck out of there. He, we have to do aftercare like BDSM. Uh, I don't know how to do that. How do you do that? I'm not. Do- I was just joking. Oh. Rob, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is there a salve? I, I just have like higher. I get maybe I have like higher constitution. I knew that Rob would have the worst time of it. I feel like you will dissociate while doing it. Who? You. Me? I'll dissociate. Yeah. I'm dissociating now. I don't know how much that's gonna help. You you good? How'd it go? Drink water. Oh, What's up? Drink water or tea with honey in it. No, I'm fine. How'd it go? I'm drinking tequila and die. I'll do. It was fine. Okay. I think I'm. Oh, I guess I was just dramatic then. Yeah, I mean, isn't that your thing? <laughs> 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 I hated it. Yeah, I mean, it did suck, but I mean, like, I just, I barely register the words anymore. We've said it so many times. <laughs> um, I might invite a guest on next week so we can talk to them while Brandon reads it. Colin said he would do it. Okay, let's invite two guests on and not tell them about each other. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm scared. Like, Colin will react and, like... I am. I hate to make Colin mad so much. But he already knows what this is, right? I don't know. Maybe. Because I'm thinking of like inviting Sarah Century because I'm pretty sure she has no idea what this is. Yeah, my the people I live with don't know what this is either. So. Yeah, uh, I guess that's true. We should still do one where we just like talk to our spouses over an episode we record. Do I get to have both of mine? Yeah, or you can just have them in the room while we're recording to just listen to it. <laughs> and Yeah, they would be like, 
they would just like stare at me like or we could it was pretty funny when my kid was in here i just wouldn't <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to turn i don't want to turn a person who turns their kids into content <laughs> i feel so bad like remember little aoc <laughs> from that weird conservative he, lady <laughs> yeah he came in and he was like the episode like i'm so sick of marvel like i'm trying to not be so cynical because like Everybody in the house loves Marvel, but like I, I, I specifically arranged where I could watch do this podcast and not watch What If. And so when What If was over, he comes in. I'm sorry, my kid comes in to um, and is like telling me all about it, and I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I I forget. <laughs> like, you would have loved it, mommy. I'm, I'm sure. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what celebrity was just talking about it or a director. He was just like, yeah, it's just the same plot, copy and paste it every time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but what is, what is, what if? Is that the... It's the dumbest, like, Disney-making capitalist ploy bullshit ever. It's like a... It's Marvel? But no, but it's based off a comic book. I will give it that. Like, That's Disney Marvel book. didn't come up with it. But, like, it's like... Yeah. They do each episode, it's animated instead of live action. Okay. And they're like, what if, for instance, like, that Captain America had been the the lady, Pe- Peggy Carter? Yeah. I'm upset. I'm upset that they have the Asian one. <laughs> I don't like that they, they got you. Now. You have your Black Panther what now. They, what, are they, what the fuck are they trying to do? They're trying to get us to join the military? Yeah. Some bullshit. Oh, I didn't see that one. Um, I, haven't, I, I haven't seen yeah. any. Of, I, I saw Iron Man once when I was like. Oh my God. I, can't at, I had it slept for three days and I watched Iron Man. <laughs> I don't remember it, but it, it feels like a fever dream that it exists. You know what? I was so mad. I think it was Iron Man 3 where they had them go to Chattanooga. And it was the most in like, and I grew up outside of Chattanooga. And it was such an inaccurate representation of Chattanooga. <laughs> I was furious. For one, it was Christmas and it was snowing. It <laughs> never snows. All, like maybe like once a year and never at Christmas. Yeah. Hardly ever. I thought Chattanooga was just a song. Where's Chattanooga? Tennessee. Chattanooga is like on the border of like Georgia. Yeah, what did you choose? Yes. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. They have they have like a museum for the Chattanooga Choo Choo, but it's really pretty. It's like um, it's a I think it's prettier than like Nashville, and but I mean it's more racist and like. Oh no. I just yeah, imagine like, Nashville being really but, corporate. And then they had it be like this like super like redneck small town vibe. And like, I mean, it's sort of like Southern in like the white typical American way, but it's not like, like they actually had the fastest internet in the South, I think. Really? Like, <laughs> I, I remember um, this. The fastest internet in the South. <laughs> That is kind of weird. Is it wait? Is the internet much worse in the south than it I'm is in the feeling, north? I'm feeling some California elitism right here. No, no, no. I, I'm I just think, kidding. No, not at all. I don't doubt it. I'm, I'm. It's probably faster than my internet. I'm sure. But like, just that phrase, the fastest internet in the south. Like, oh man, <laughs> I want to just... see that western. I want to see that. Yeah, the western new Cowboys. Like, the fastest. On like, I'm the fucking fastest internet in the south, and it connects you real fucking quick. Yeah, well, it's like, just gonna be like kids playing Call of Duty. It's gonna be kids playing Call of Duty without media lag. Was releasing articles like we were depicted wrongly in Iron Man Three. <laughs> Probably, that's kind of it's yeah. cool. 
is to, to pick things wrongly. Yeah, I just watched um, National Treasure recently when I was at jury duty. Oh my god, I want to watch that one so watch bad. What, what Come in for for Law and Order? No, yeah. they uh they like they were doing a plea deal and they just had a singer forever, so they put on Ghostbusters and then they put on a. <laughs> national treasure <laughs> but at the end of national treasure they're running around philadelphia and it's just like so disorienting how they get from one place to another in no time i love that movie yeah. i fucking love that movie it's like the perfect like post 9-11 america movie like i can't believe that movie is real it's pretty funny i can't i it's indistinguishable to me to the uh the one where um do you remember the one where Nicolas Cage, like he can he can see into the future, but only like ten seconds? Oh my god, that was so bad. <laughs> I saw that like at the same time as National Treasure. And it's always the same. Movie, so, National like, Treasure is so he's, much he's better. He's looking into the past, but also fucking ten seconds in the future, and then getting treasure. I don't even. I don't <laughs> no, that movie ends. Uh, that I think it was called Next. Next. Yeah, 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 and it, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was it, it shared the title and it was as good as that uh, MTV dating show. <laughs> Seeing yeah. ten seconds into the future sounds about as useful as that. What is that super the super the worthless superhero movie where like one of them is like Kill has like a power where he oh, can turn invisible but not when anybody's mystery around. Man. Yeah, with yeah. Tom Waits. Yeah, with Janine Garofalo. Yeah, <laughs> and Tom Waits and yeah. Sean Connery. I would, I would love to. Like I, I personally love to be able to see ten seconds of the future, as long as it took me like less than ten seconds to buy and scratch a lotto ticket, then I would love that fucking. I wouldn't be able to process whatever it was for ten seconds. Like I would be like, oh shit, and then it would be too late. Well, how does that work? No, I mean, I, 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 are I, you? I don't know if I would. Do you experience that ten seconds in real time? Well, actually, no, that's right. He would, he would, he would basically, he was basically going back in time after the ten seconds. Yeah. And, or it, it happened twenty seconds before. I don't, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it was not. I don't. I don't think it was clear. But the whole thing. I don't, it, I don't remember. I remember his hair in it. That's yeah. Really. Like, well, I distinguish those Nicolas Cage movies by what crazy wig he was wearing. At the end of it, the end of it's so so good and terrible. Well, it has like the worst CGI boat like splitting in half thing that I hated because uh, uh, it played all the time on the trailer at Blockbuster where I rented and then, it. And then his head catches fire and he rides away in a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, I, that's one that I saw in theater. I saw that one on TV. I think I only saw part yeah. of it. This is I love like I I want to see like a triple feature of like Nicolas Cage bankrupt movies. Well, he he doesn't get enough credit for that period for just like going full camp. I I appreciate like honestly I think he's a very I think he's a national treasure. No pun intended. <laughs> William, like, he's 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 a Academy Award winner for uh, leaving Las Vegas, and he's he's great. Like if if I had to watch a bad movie, I would pray that Nicolas Cage was in it. Have you all, Rob? Have you seen that pig movie yet? Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I don't even know where it's at. It's not what you expect. Like I thought it was gonna be like a uh, John Wick sort of thing, and it just it isn't, and it's so good despite because Which of that pig movie babe babe pig in the city so there's um, a movie i think it's isn't it just called pig yeah it's called pig he's like looking his his truffle pig gets kidnapped the trailer starts oh, I, I heard of that yeah. yeah the trailer starts with nicholas cage saying i'm looking for a pig Man, <laughs> I, I'm, I i'm i'm too i'm too scared to see john wick like that <laughs> like have you ever seen the protector with uh, tony jaw 
where like he loses his elephant. Oh, and, like, I know of and, that film, but I never saw it. Like, that was big in like, like the mid two thousands, right? That's hard to process, man. Yeah, there was a movie that I saw with the. Uh, I forget his fucking name. I always forget his name. Um, Brian. Something about like a dude who gets like his dog gets killed by his like mayor's son or something. Like, those, those movies are gnarly. Is this the Huckabee story? Is it what it is? Is it's like Mandy but with the pig? Kind of, but not really because that's the thing is like the trailer is like the biggest psych out since um Drive. Um, if you remember the trailers for Drive, making it look like Fast and the Furious. Uh, you didn't see Drive? Didn't drive yet. Oh, it's fun. I enjoyed it at the time. It looks it looks fun and it sounds fun. I've heard the soundtrack, which sounds really nice. Yeah, I mean it's just fun that like there was a whole script I and like steering and neon things. Yeah, it's very like Dario Argento with all the lights and everything. Um but it is also fun that Nicholas Ref why well, didn't ref him whatever the fuck his name is, he like had it like there was like a whole script that he had that uh, he was given, and then he just like cut out all of the dialogue for uh, what's his name's character? Yeah, nice, <laughs> the, the pretty boy. I yeah. like that. I yeah. like that. Yeah, I feel like you know, there's a lot of hype about uh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, yeah. Very little of it is about when he talks in in movies. Well, he I he talks it. he talks good in um, the nice guys. <laughs> what? Nice Guys? I haven't seen Nice Guys. Nice have you guys. seen uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I haven't. I, I, I oh, found a copy. I found that at, um, a, on my worst first date ever. Really? Oh, ooh, what's that? Oh, I love this story. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was in, I had just moved back to Cleveland. Like, I moved back from, Tal- I went to high school in Tallahassee, and I moved back from Tallahassee to Cleveland, and ho- my whole family followed me, and my dad started, like, a new job. It was just a coincidence. I was going to college there, and they followed me. Anyway, so I was looking for, like, a whole new life, basically. So I was like, I think I met this guy on MySpace legitimately. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're friends with so-and-so. Hey, do you want to go? Like, we were just chatting, and we were flirting online a lot, and it was going really well, and so... He was like, so like we went on a date and we get there and we're just like, I'm pretty nervous. Like I, I'm just like trying to make new friends, try to date, like have a good time. And he just starts talking about his ex-girlfriend nonstop. And like, I mean, like, he's like, yeah, like she just fucking left me like two months ago. Uh, 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 That's kind of like, kind of look like her, like. (laughs) <laughs> and then, like, yeah, like, yeah, I actually, I think I did. And, like, oh, shit. And, then, no, and then it goes, and then it keeps going. And then his ex girlfriend calls him because she needs help with a car problem. Oh, <laughs> so shit. I'm on the date, and he's like on the phone with his ex girlfriend, and they're talking through it. And he's like, no, you need to do this. Like, da 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 da. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, whatever. So then, even though we went to dinner at this pizza place, and like he had picked it out, he was like, I don't want to eat here. Like, I want to go to Crystal, and Crystal is, like, the southern version of White Castle. 
Oh, I thought that was and, his ex's name. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> so we, we go through Crystal and it's I say, I don't really off. like, like, no offense. I was just like, I don't really like Crystal. I don't really like you the tiny. You didn't go out for fucking Crystal. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I don't I want the tiny pizza. burgers. Yeah. You were promised I don't pizza. Wanna, I, don't wanna, I don't want the tiny burgers. And then I said, I didn't like Dr. Pepper. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, I can't believe I would go on a fucking date with someone who doesn't like Crystal and Dr. Pepper. And I thought, okay, well, that's mean. But, but then he kept doing it the whole night. And then he takes me back to his house. And all his roommates are there and he tells them that i don't like crystal and they all fucking like gang up on me and i'm like jesus christ it's just Why? fucking fast food then yeah. i'm like Why did oh. you go out with somebody who works for crystal <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he's like right hey ambassador. like then his roommate's like we're gonna watch kiss kiss bang bang and it was a pretty good movie it's probably the fucking <laughs> highlight of my evening it's a great and, like movie. at first i was like hey do you want to like hang out like one-on-one -on -one or something and he takes me back to his room and like we sit in a room for a minute on his bed, and then I, again he says, "I can't believe you don't like Crystal." And I, at that point, I was like, "All right, well, like anyway, like I guess I'm gonna go. Maybe we'll talk again." Uh, and anyway, after that, like totally ghosted, and like here, like let me fast forward to this day. He got back with that girlfriend, and they are now have been married the whole time. They have two kids together. Going strong. It sounds and like he Crystal was trying to their wedding. It. I hope so. <laughs> That's uh, great. I wonder if his dad is a shareholder. <laughs> he might have just been a brand ambassador. He was just like it was just like like crystals is like big like drunk college food college kid food right. so like i yeah. think like, i could get a little maybe good natured ribbing but like just to go on and on i was like oh my god like and i was a lot pickier then too so like i felt weird about it it's fine to not like a gross fast food franchise yeah. people get so attached That's to regional ones though shit like culver people in the midwest are obsessed with culver is it, Col is it good? because Culver? I I, I like Culver. I, I think like the concretes. I think I've had like, they have is, really thick thing like custard stuff, right? Uh, oh, I that's what they do with custard it because it's like better than Jack in the Box. If it's better than Jack in the Box, then like people are gonna lose their fucking shit over it. I just don't eat fast food, so I have no idea. Because there's, a, yeah, I mean, I'm it's vegan, like vegan, so <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, it's like think you know, I grew up. Uh, like you know, um, we go to Sizzler for uh, a special that's occasion. You know, fancy shit. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's, that's like, like fancy stuff. You know, it's crap. <laughs> it's like objectively terrible, like you know, bad for you type of food. Yeah, but like you know, comparatively, very nice. So we get very excited to go to. I still miss Sizzler. I like Sizzler. You know what? I um, we went to Olive Garden for the first time as a family because me, me and Daniel were shit talking Olive Garden, and my kids uh -huh. go, "What's Olive Garden?" And I go, "Oh my god!" And then Ty's like, "Ty's like, I've never been there either." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, I mean, like I'm shit talking it, but like endless breadsticks and salad is a pretty fucking good deal. Yeah, I mean, it's I'll like the breadsticks. It is so utilitarian. Like, I mean. People shit like people shit on Olive Garden all the time. It was great. But, they thought it was like, heaven sent. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like this is the country you live. You live in the society that made beefaroni. Like, <laughs> and now you're like you're tripping on Olive Garden. Like, I guarantee you, the same people who are like Olive yeah. Garden trash are like eating Taco Bell at three a.m. 
for sure. Like, what and do you think the difference <laughs> is? Like, oh, the difference is you got to sit down. That's the only thing. Yeah, the worst part, though, because, like, when I was a kid, we drove to Chattanooga, um, like, 30 minutes away and waited for an hour and a half after church to fucking eat at Olive Garden because they didn't have one in Cleveland. And then, and so we went this time, and there's a big difference, which is that calories are listed on everything on their menu, and it makes it a much worse experience. Ty, uh, I, I, I don't wear my glasses when I go. Yeah, Ty, Ty got a dish that was 1940 calories, 1,940 calories, and it was so fucking good. It was like, uh, there you go. You just like, yeah, you, you get there, you get their, uh, their, their crazy fucking deal where you buy one and they give you another one to go <laughs> because you're like, no, you know what? It honestly, our food's better eaten at midnight cold. So, they, like, do you remember those deals that they had for like, it was like, uh, if, if you if you buy one meal, you get another one to, to go for oh, like yeah. half off. Yeah, yeah, fucking crazy. But you there, can you take yeah. those things and like in and go climb a mountain or something or camping. Yeah, there was a they had a thing where you could get endless pasta like for a year pass, and one guy went lunch and dinner like seven days a week. Yeah, on the pass. Why not? Like it's you know, it's like the it's like the Disneyland of fast food. It's not bad. Or you know, you know, crappy fake Italian food. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And, and my kids were like, "They're gonna bring oh, they're gonna bring more breadsticks." I was like, "Yeah, and it's free." Did they, and, then, and then the did, cheese thing, they were like, "Holy yeah. fucking god!" Did they get the uh, Did they get the the little placemats with all of the olive? Yeah, they were like, yes. they couldn't tell the difference. They were like, is this an all, like, they had all these different, like, Italian produce. And so, like, green grape was almost indistinguishable from green olive. Like, I had to kind of guess. I'm not sure if I got it right. Yeah. 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 Surprisingly, for all, for a place called Olive Garden, they're not that attentive to the detail of the olives on the <laughs> children's placements. Yeah. <laughs> real wagon. They had a real good time. That's it's 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 I like I have nothing but fond memory. Well, no, that's not true. I have mostly fond memories of Olive Garden from from when I grew. That yeah. was that was where I ate um, for uh, my high school graduation. The night of high school graduation, I um, my family took me to dinner at Olive Garden, and I, I ate shit. Olive Garden. Yeah, and then that night I got drunk and I puked up all the Olive Garden. Oh. I never thrown up noodles before, <laughs> and that was that was that was a new experience for me. Yeah, I was I wasn't even at my house, and, and, and uh, that's the, the worst. House, the, the first time you throw up at somebody else's house, uh, whether that was the first time. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but whether you're sick or you're drunk, it's just like oh god. Yeah, well, you know, like there was there was a time where I would just like throw up like clandestinely like on the street and then just like run away to my car or whatever, and then like I wouldn't have to worry about it. But, the worst, uh, no, the worst, the worst thing, and I was sick, I wasn't drunk, I threw up in my car. That is the worst. <laughs> I've done, yeah, I've done that. I throw up in somebody else's car, which is fucking like the worst feeling. In like, I I felt so guilty. I still feel it to this day. Like. <laughs> like I, I, I like I feel I feel so bad for that. Yeah, no, but like throwing up in a car is like it. You know, I I, I feel like it's that's like what happens if you like throw up like on a shuttle launch or something. 
You're just oh like, my God. Right, like, I can't escape this. It's, You're just it's stuck with it. And, like, until you get, and like, yeah. and, and if you lingers. pull over, what are you going to do? Like, you can get some of it out, but it's not going to help, so you might as well just go to, uh, anyway, I just, it's, I'm not going to gross <laughs> anybody out, but it's very vivid memory of the time I threw up in my car. You So you say you were sick? Yeah, I was sick. I was not drunk. I was like, and I think I was like going from like class to home. I was still in college and I, and, and yeah. That sucks. That sucks. You weren't able to, to roll down the window. I mean, yeah, I rolled down the window, but it was still like in my lap. Like I, oh, it, was, it was like man. really like, you know, when you're, yeah. I was just like sudden and I was like, Oh yeah. my God. I'm not judging. Yeah. Sometimes it's like you, you, you don't, it, it, you, you don't get it to the window. I've done both where like, I don't know if I'm like in my sleep. Yeah, like, my sister was drunk and threw up. She was still, thank God. She opened the car door and threw out outside the car. Nice. I, I've I've done that too. I've done that too. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Growing up is a bummer. I cannot. Yeah, I cannot. I'm trying to think. I don't think I can remember the last time I drunk so much I threw up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, I was trying to find the religion that uh, the guy who founded the Cheesecake Factory belonged to. Oh, God. Um, which is called... What? S- Roman Catholic? No, it's uh, Sufism... Uh, what? Re- reoriented. <laughs> what? What? Sufism what? Reoriented. Reoriented what? It's not actually Islam. It's like this weird... Boomer. That's what me without you was raised as, and then they converted to Christianity, and then I think half of them are agnostic now. Wait, they were raised as Sufism? Yeah, no, and so they <laughs> wrote this. Yeah, they wrote this song called um, "Allah, Allah, Allah," and the Christian fans got really fucking mad, and they're Why? like, "Well, because they don't, because they're stupid, and they don't realize that a, it's the same God." across yeah. the tradition and b that the word allah literally means is just arabic for god yeah then right, they start right. like 20 years ago i mean jesus is in the quran and shit he's pretty cool on that yeah, they're just dumb like i used to argue with christians about this and like it boils down to like people are just like reactionary about the f- anything islamic yeah. at all except sufism reoriented isn't hmm? actually islamic it's just this weird no, white like- boomer thing <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Cheesecake Factory guy, he mostly founded the Cheesecake Factory, I think, to fund this temple in California. Really? Yeah. We there's a, there we have a history of uh, restaurants funding crazy sex Wait, uh, religious sex in California. Uh, you know, LA specifically. Ever uh, there's like one of the first like health food restaurant like health restaurant like, you know, um like organic center whatever restaurants in uh um in was in hollywood was was run by a cult which one uh i forget what they were called exactly but um i mean obviously there's Dr. their band this the is what band? the band was yahoa 13 they used to sell these out of their uh their little organic grocery, but yeah, they were also a cult. Huh. Oh yeah. yeah, we had a little a cult restaurant in Chattanooga, and they got really famous for having such like high quality food. And then I would be, and then like people would be eat there and be like, oh yeah, like these people have a cult. They were like investigated by the FBI. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I mean, and you know, like, 
what's a cult like you know as i i is it it's like a religion with less than a thousand followers or less than maybe a hundred thousand well how many right. people like, you know like I don't, i'm not have? gonna disparage somebody a cult is you know of course if there's like sexual exploitation or like yeah i guess know, that's I mean, like, suicide going on i've been watching big Otherwise, recently whatever. so i'm sensitive to it you're watching what Big love. I've been like super into big, it. Big I love, love? It. yeah. Big love. It's a big so, love. That's big Mormonism, love. right? It was big a few love. years ago. Yeah, it was like like it was like fifteen glove, years ago. Like on I think. Your hand? Yes, that's the big, show. Big love. Yeah, big love. Big love. It's not love big, not, like a heart. Yeah, a heart like a what? <laughs> you know what? The thing I hate most about Big Love so far is how much I feel like I have in common with some of not like the hardcore or Mormon things, but just like day to day stuff. Like, oh, my mom is coming into town and doesn't know what are we gonna tell her, like shit, like that. I'm <laughs> like, oh man, she, or like she doesn't know where you, where like, you live. Oh, that like I'm like for instance. <laughs> Big love is for a poly, instance, we're going to uh, Ty. Every the whole family is going to uh, Ty's family grandma's 100th birthday on wow. Sunday, and so wow, yeah, awesome. <laughs> just like little little minor sitcom drama things, and um, <laughs> birthday that's really cool. Yeah, Ty's been slowly telling all his family. I told my family first and immediately telling, telling them that they're that, like. like that I'm fucking, that I'm living with another human being who isn't my legal spouse. Oh, oh, that, oh, that. Yeah, so Ty, and then Daniel came out a little later, but I don't think his extended family knows. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, cut me off, whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> other people don't live their life like that, though. And I guess they just have, like, different circumstances or something. I get you, yeah, yeah. I, I like, I'm, I'm very, I'm a lot more hardline than I think, I think some other people that I know. And Yeah, I'm yeah. like, if, I like I'm just like I, another thing is that like I know that a lot of people are always nervous about work, whereas nobody cares about anything that anybody is at my work. They're like You're bring right. in the con they're like bring in the content. Can you write about it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so nobody I see. cares. Yeah. I'm just gonna All cut right, this guys. Off. Oh, okay. Perfect timing. No, wait, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I'm just gonna cut this off now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. That works. Because, yeah, it felt like we had covered enough things to just cut off the recording. Yes. And you can take out my son's name. But if not, it's okay. I think I said it really fast and it's not an. Um, Why would you say it again? <laughs> I thought you cut. You said you cut it off. I didn't yet. But I will try to uh, censor it. <laughs>